Yo, I'm Chad. Ugh. God. <laughs> it's Eric. Uh, and together we are... Yeah, I feel like it's me, you, and a can of Coke every other episode. Oh, yeah, man. In fact, I'm drinking <laughs> cherry Dr. Pepper. I thought you were going to say, like, crystal Pepsi. Oh, I wish. I'm drinking cherry Dr. Pepper, which is funny because Dr. Pepper already tastes like cherry. Mm. But now it's Dr. Pepper cherry. So it's double the cherry, I guess? Maybe they're just, like, slapping on some context so you'll, like, you'll know what that taste is. It's called amazingly smooth. <laughs> but it's not. It's not amazingly smooth. No. But no. it is good. It'll take the... Take the like uh, dings out of your fender. Oh, we got five. We got five Twitchers. What? Well, I hope they missed that intro when we were just farting around. It's like a Twitch hey, party. Let's get the shit going. Yeah. So, everybody, this is a huge episode. You don't even know how huge this episode is. We got so much to review. We got video games. We got TV shows about comics. We got uh, feature films and or all kinds of stuff to talk and- about. An independent comic from one of our listeners. Yes, and I just read a comic five minutes ago that I'm going to tell you about that you're going to go run out and get. It's incredible. All right, but but first, so we're we're just gonna we're just gonna say that later on in the episode, we're, Eric is going to give a completely spoilerific review of Final Fantasy VII. It's Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, whatever. You played Final, Fa- Final Fantasy Seven. Fast and the Family 7. Fast and Furious 7, dude. <laughs> uh, on Twitch, Zen Blaster says, What's up, Maniacs? What's Yo, up, dude? What up, yeah, Zen Blaster? I, I saw Fast and Furious 7, laughed my ass off, mm-hmm. loved it. So I will talk about that the second half of the podcast with some spoilers. So okay. you can at least enjoy the first half if you don't want spoilers and you have to cut off. But trust me, I think you should listen to what I have to say anyways. <laughs> well, of course, you're you. Um, so, yeah, yeah. but first, the first thing we're going to talk about is Batman versus Robin. Ooh, yeah. it happened. DC Animation, they're fucking back and good. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. This was the sequel to Son of Batman that came out last year, which I loved, which mm. was the first DC animated mo- uh, movie, which was, like, definitely PG-13. Like, kill, 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 swear, swear, swear. Was it, wait, wait, which came out first, Justice League War or Son of a Batman? I felt like Son of Batman did, but I mean, yeah, around the same time. All right, yeah. so this is the first good one that came out <laughs> that was uh, violent and, and sweary. Yeah, so it, it didn't have uh, the the D bag dropping, but at yeah. least there was, there was like a ton of blood and gore. Yeah, so Batman vs. Robin is the sequel to Son of Batman with the <laughs> same uh, voice actors for Batman and Damien. Right, so. right. Which which at this point I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this Batman. You totally know? do too. He mm-hmm. sucked Good at job. first. Now I, I think he's a great Batman. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just takes a couple to kind of like ease into the role. You know, he doesn't have like an animated TV series. You just gotta hash it out in feature films. Zen so, Blaster on Twitch, sorry, says Stanley Kubrick's Batman versus Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did hear a Stanley Kubrick uh, uh, reference about this movie earlier. Really? Yeah. Well, you have to tell me. So. This movie, if you have no idea, uh, just came out. DC Animated just put out uh, Batman vs. Robin. You should probably watch it. Um, yeah. It it continues a storyline, let's say, from the uh, last movie. So it, Batman and uh, his um, rape baby, Damien, um, are continuing their relationship. He's become Robin. Now he's the Batman and uh, sparks fly. 
right? But there's also, and we're going to get into this a little bit more, but uh, it's uh, inspired by the very famous, very beloved uh, storyline, Batman Court of Owls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So shall we, shall we just dive right in and just yes. talk about the first leg that is totally spoiled by their trailers, FYI? Yeah, so uh, we're not going to totally spoil this movie. We'll tell you some of the stuff that's easily available with the trailers mm-hmm. and talk a little bit, especially if you've seen the comic book Court of Owls. But let me just start off. I mean, first of all, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm. But I understand that Damien is 10 years old in the comic books. Yes. But this was the chance in an animated movie to fudge the math <laughs> and, and, and make him 13. Right? Because, I mean, when you're 10, you're fourth grade. Yeah. Or or your or your fifth grade and you haven't turned and you're going to turn eleven. So let's just say he's he's an early fifth grader. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, dude. For as much ass as he whoops, can't we just fudge it and say he's thirteen for the movie? A teenager, not a tween. Yeah, let's just say thirteen. I mean, you could still be that that scrawny and small, but ten. I mean, come on, dude. Ten. I mean, a ten year old should not be able to whoop him much ass. But no. all right. And there and there were and with with no spoilers, there are definitely a couple points in this movie where I'm like. Uh, you lost me, guys. Maybe a 13-year-old watching this would be like, oh, awesome, he's a kid, and he can take down that person. But as an adult watching, I'm just like, oh, come on. Give me yeah. a break. But I, I did like it. You know, it's uh, Robin is rebelling against Batman because, mm-hmm. of course, he would. And Batman has no idea how to fucking raise a kid. <laughs> so he's like, well, Why would I'll he? just... I'll just beat him down and be a dick to him like I did Dick Grayson. And, and uh, I mean, he turned out okay, right, Nightwing? That's right. And, uh, and Damien's like, this sucks. I used to kill people. Now I can't. Yeah. yeah. It, well, actually, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, frozen parallels because of, <laughs> you know, the, um, what, what's, what's her name? Uh, Queen Elsa, Princess Elsa at the time, gets this really terrible advice from her parents early on in Frozen where they're like, keep your feelings inside. Don't tell anybody that you hurt. Keep it all inside so you won't murder anyone, including your sister, right? Yeah. And Batman's the same way. He's like, stop murdering. Do what I say. Stay in main manner for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, Zen Blaster does a uh, on Twitch. He brings up a good point. Dick Grayson throws the cape over a ten-year-old's head and starts punching. <laughs> that was one of the better parts of the movie. I wasn't even talking about that part. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, "Yes, yes." Nightwing is like me, hating this version, movie version of Robin. Please punch him harder in the face. Yeah, Nightwing uh, kicks his ass and taunts him. Like at one point, because uh, Batman leaves Nightwing to babysit at Wayne Manor. Yes. And then uh, the two of them spar, and at one point, Nightwing smushes his face into the, the glass cases that keep up all the old costumes, <laughs> right into the old school Robin one. And was like, fuck you, kid. And he's like, you see that? You'll never be as good as me. Yeah. And then he takes escape. And that's like an Incredibles moment, you know, like the whole no capes thing from Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, they really should have done that. Where It was the best. Cape right over the face. Bam! Should have been a KO right there. Yeah, but instead, Damian Wayne has I don't know mystical superpowers or something that enables him to uh, take out adults occasionally. So anyway, so beginning of the movie, uh, Damian, Batman, they're butting heads, and the first actually I want to say the first ten minutes of the movie 
to me, was the best part of the entire movie. It was great. There's a stealth mission. Damien's like, up yours, Batman. I'm taking this one solo. And he's investigating the disappearances of these children. And then he finds the children. And spoiler, semi-spoiler, it's the doll maker. Voiced by Weird Al Yankovic. Which was crazy. Because yeah. it does. I mean, yours, if you ever wondered if, if uh, Weird Al could also be a serial killer when mm. he's not doing polka songs. <laughs> like, it's a different side of uh, Weird Al. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know until afterwards. I was like, "Oh my god, that was Weird Al. He was the best." And uh, yeah. and he's and he's messed up these kids. He's modified them. He's altered them into living weapons and messed with their minds. Oh, that was great. Where Damien's like all of a sudden like, "I'm screwed. I'm surrounded by killer children, robot cyborg things." And Batman has to come in there and save the day and be all smug about it. Hmm. So we're introduced um, very early on to Dollmaker. But he's taken out. He's taken out by the real villain, quote-unquote, of this movie, Talon. From the Court of Owls, the big hitman. That's right. He comes in, and he talks, and he's like, I'm Talon. You should be a badass, Damien. You were trained to be an assassin. Don't ask me how I know that. Goodbye, goodbye, yeah. goodbye. I'm a, I'm a fucking awesome Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Let your conscience be your guide, Damien. Do it. Oh, okay. Thanks, Talon. Yeah. Give a little whistle. Woo! <laughs> uh, pull out someone's heart. <laughs> and so, of course, Batman is like, "This sucks, dude. Like, can't can't your mom take you for like a week? It's <laughs> bullshit." Um, but then Batman gets hunted down by three of the uh, what what are, what do you call the the other ones that aren't the Talon, but they're Talons. all those other the, all the other Talons like those owls. Well, we'll get into that, but they don't really call them anything. They just, they're just, they're Talons from the Court of Owls. But yeah. in the movie, he is Talon. Not the Talon, just Talon. But yeah. in, the, in the comic lore, it would be he's the current Talon of this generation. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets, so there's this really kick-ass fight between Batman and three Talon uh, assassins. And they nearly murder him. Yeah, like, like this is, I fucking love the violence. From behind, someone takes two uh, size, a.k.a. Raphael the Ninja Turtle weapons, right. and plunges them both into Batman's <sighs> shoulders. <sighs> and uh, and they, they slice up Batman pretty good and stab him through his shoulders, let's say, with two size. And at that point, just like in the beginning of Batman Beyond, he's like, you know, I told everybody not to kill unless you're about to die. And then yeah. killing is okay. And yeah, he, he murders them. Yeah, he's like, hey, you, here, hold this explosive. <laughs> Boom. At that point, he doesn't know that they're not really alive. There's, I, re- I rewatched it. There's one shot where he knocks one of their masks off, and they come up as, like, a gray-faced person. Mm. They're like, and, like, one of the other dude's arms that he broke in three places goes, oh, that's um, right, forms yeah. back. So he, just, he makes an executive decision and says, you know, um... Probably not going to live uh, unless I murder them. So, uh, Batman of murder, here we go. Plus, Damien's not here. Because otherwise, that little <laughs> shit would call me out for being a hypocrite. <laughs> Saying, oh, you could kill people, Batman, but I can't. This yep. is bullshit. That Actually, Batman, in that moment, I was like, wow, Batman is like every parent ever. This is like some real stuff right here. Batman is like, do as I say, not as I do when you're yeah. not around. Because I said so. <laughs> That's right. No, actually, he could just say, because I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, if it was Lego Batman, he would. You know he would. 
Um, so yeah, Batman, Batman um, gets his ass handed to him many, many times throughout this movie. Many times. In fact, there is not a single fight, I want to say, that Batman actually wins. Because well, I mean, this is Damian Wayne, the movie. I mean, Batman does pretty good, but it just shows that he's just not like this immortal Bruce Lee anymore. Yeah, but I, I feel like the whole movie, Batman was just sandbagging and jobbing to people that he should not have jobbed to just to make, just so Damien can swoop in and save the day, which he does every single time. Yeah, so I mean, at some point, you know, Talon is trying to corrupt Damien to get him to join the join the Court of Owls. Yeah, the Cobra, Bat- the Cobra Kai of Owls. Yeah, that's exactly true. <laughs> Daniel son, Damien's son. And then Damien's like, well, I fucking hate Batman's methods. It makes me paint fences. Yep. Uh, and, of course, Batman, <laughs> of course, Batman is dealing with the Cordals by himself. It's very difficult. Right. He's like, he's such a hypocrite. I love it. He's like, Damien, don't go out alone. By the way, I'm going out alone. Uh, save yeah. me if I get into trouble, which I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just push my medic alert bracelet. <laughs> that was one of the worst parts in the movie. And Dick. one of the biggest deviations from the comic. So basically, I mean, we don't want to spoil this whole thing, but yeah. if you've read the Court of Owls comic book, it definitely incorporates a lot of that. Although it does break um, from the comic book, doesn't go hand in hand. It, it relives most of its most memorable parts. Right. It just skips some of the stuff like Dick Grayson, the circus boy, being um, one of the sons of the owls. So like that shit. I mean, I, I really like the Court of Owls. Uh, Night of the Owls, not so much. Uh, but Court of Owls, all the lead up to Night of the Owls, awesome. Mm. They totally scrap all the Court of Owls lore, except for, strangely enough, like you said, the most memorable points, like the flashback, uh, that like there's a flashback in, way in, back into Batman's past, um, back when his father is still alive. Thomas Wayne, F, by the way, voiced by Kevin Conroy. That's what you do, <sighs> man. You always got to take the originals and make them be the dads. That was the best. That was my fanboy moment of the whole movie. I was like, oh, it's Kevin Conroy. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, just like Lionel. Um, you just know, like Lionel, just like Duke in the new G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. just like Casey Kasem being Shaggy's dad in the new Scooby-Doo. Yep. They all do it, and we like it. So, so uh, but then, but then uh, outside of um, a couple things that are straight out of the comics, you're like, wow, that is actually straight out of the comics. They totally take the Court of Owls thing, kind of shove it to the side so they can shoehorn in or be inspired by, uh, they can shoehorn in everything about Damien. So um, in the in the comics, Damien isn't present at all. He's just there for the big fight. Um, yeah. And he gets like a one-off comic of his own against uh, the Court of Owls assassins, mm-hmm. one assassin. Uh, in this movie, it's like, here I come to save the day. And... He does all the day saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without without spoiling anything else, um, yeah, I was I was really disappointed that the Court of Owls stuff wasn't in there more because I was like, oh, this is going to be Court of Owls the movie. Instead, it was like Damian Wayne the movie, which is fine, but I feel like it's like the Harry Potter movies. You got to watch the movie first and then read the book second if you want to enjoy both. I don't know, dude. I enjoyed it. By the way, on Twitch, Zen Blaster said Kevin Conroy's Thomas Wayne was like Adam West when he played the Gray Ghost in the uh, yes. animated series, which is totally true. That awesome. was pretty sweet. Well, I liked it. I mean, yeah, Damian Wayne, it was a little annoying towards the end. And you're right, Batman jobbed even to Damian a little bit. But I will say, movie-wise, by far, this might be the greatest animated hand-to-hand fighting I've ever seen. It was it was definitely rotos like I felt like there was some rotoscoping happening. 
Yeah, like the fucking the hand to hand fighting they do, and they do a lot in this movie. Yeah. was pretty fucking epic. Like this was watching some like awesome fucking Seagal in his prime. You know, like I, I like I like that fighting when it's really, really fast and it's like a lot of deflections. Yeah. You know, like black block, deflect, deflect, block, block, jab, 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 you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh when the, when they're going hand to hand, like you're like, shit, someone put a lot of time into this and it shows. That's true. No, yeah, absolutely. When they were fighting, I was like, All right, this is clearly a real fight, you know, that somebody has, you know, like animated over. And that's awesome. You know, I love it when real martial arts get used. Mm-hmm. Um there were there were a few plot holes that I will not mention here. But um, there was definitely parts where I was like, why didn't the Court of Owls just kill Batman right there when they could have many times? Yeah, uh, and, in the, and in the comic, they, the Court of Owls is very smart, mm-hmm. and they know who Batman is. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, they're like, what? <laughs> Batman? <laughs> so, you know, that was a little, eh, but I mean, for the most part, you know, I still, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, the Court of Owls doesn't really have anything to do. They don't really have um, a goal, and there is a big reveal re- re- regarding them that that makes zero sense, and I just think it's just thrown in there because why not? But um, I love, and I will spoil one thing, one thing, and that is uh, <laughs> Nightwing is babysitting Damien, and he totally gets uh, a sex call from his hot girlfriend Starfire. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Starfire is like, wait, she's, she's trying to get him to come over. And he's like, what? You're wearing the red thong? <laughs> I want to get oh, some alien pussy. It was so, it was so hilarious. And, and he's like, no, no, no. I got to do this for Batman. I'm on a mission. It sucks, but I got to, wait a second. What are you wearing? Yeah. I'm, I'm there right now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, that was great. All right. All right, so let's talk Mario Party. So, Mario Party 10, you, uh, you've you played it? Yes, our other brother, Jared, bought Mario Party 10 for the Wii U and brought it up to my house for the weekend. Hmm. We played it with some of the dudes. I posted, like, a 20-second a video on our Facebook page. Um, Mario Party 10, you know, it's just kind of like, you know how much we like uh, Nintendo Land. Mm-hmm. Like the game, like no one likes Nintendo Land, the game that came with the Wii U more than we do. Oh, we we are the masters of Animal Crossing Sweet Day. Like we will wreck you because we just we love that. that <laughs> that's the games we like. Well, we don't play online. We like offline co-op. Yep, four to five players. Everyone's sitting around being dicks to each other. Yeah. So Mario Party Ten was more of that stuff. There was a bunch of games. There was the one thing was there was a lot of four-player games, but we we didn't see any five-player. It's like all four people had a controller, but no one used the gamepad. Oh, in Mario Party 10? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, they had just gotten it, and mm-hmm. we were pretty hammered by the time we started playing. So, <laughs> um, so maybe there was a five-player, but we didn't see any. But that's, there's a lot of four-players yet. That, I mean, that's classic Mario Party is they, they make it for, for everyone, so they keep it pretty simple. So I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. Like there was two on two, uh, two on the best game for us was two on two badminton. Ah, oh. that was a, that was a fucking great game. I love two on two badminton. It reminded me of Mario Tennis, uh, but this was that was some good shit right there. Um, there was one. There was a two on two soccer where you're on top of a beach ball mm. and you have to just bump the beach ball into the soccer ball. And, and there's two goals you got to put it in, and you have to twist the controller back and forth to get it to, to go the right way. It's a lot harder than it sounds, which made it uh, very challenging, which was awesome. Mm. Cool. Did, wait, did you, did you do the trick where you just stand there and do nothing and win? 
Uh, well, sometimes it is best to not jump straight in. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, you, you got to do something. Uh, I'm, but, I'm, uh, my first glance on Google, there are some five player uh, games on Mario Party 10. Okay. Well, we were pretty hammered. Yeah. Did you so, guys, did you guys unlock anything with an amiibo? Maybe? No. Probably not. Fuck. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. No, it's extra It's extra stuff. You put the amiibo on the gamepad and more levels unlock. I'm just All right, none of us have fucking amiibos, okay, yeah. dude? We. I put a beer on it at one point, okay? <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't unlock shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the best ones were, like, for us, were, the, like, the sporting ones or anything that involved, like, a race. Mm. The one video I posted, like, at the like everyone's racing, you got to jump and dive and stuff. And at the very end, you got to jerk off as fast as you can, right? With the Wii controller, and whoever jerks <laughs> off, whoever does it the best wins. And everyone's like, I got it, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and there's some games where like we just like really screwing each other over. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was the there was the classic soccer game. We do this in all our soccer practices where you you have a triangle three people and then you've got a pickle in the middle and you have to pass it around and don't let the guy stop it right so one controller is the pickle in the middle and then we got the other three passing it around but instead of trying to keep it away from the guy in the middle what mm. we do is wherever he was closest to we would kick to that person to screw that person over mm. so like if if uh if luigi was in the middle and donkey kong was uh, right next to him we'd kick the donkey kong so Luigi would take it from Donkey Kong and fuck that guy over because there was five of us, ah. and that person would have to give his controller and and sit out. So gotcha. That's how we play. But Mario Party Ten, if you like Nintendo Land, there's plenty of games uh, to do on there, and obviously it's it's just it's in the title party. When you have a bunch of people over, you're doing some other shit. We we were watching basketball, drinking beers, playing cornhole, and then let's play Mario Party for a couple hours. Good time. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, have you played the other Mario parties? Was it pretty much like the same? Um, yeah. I mean, I can't believe there's ten. I know. I've well, I've played one or two of those, and then I played like the uh, PlayStation version of it ten years ago too. And the PlayStation version of Mario Party Ten. Yeah, well, of Mario Party. You know what I'm fucking talking about. Remember, Jared was in love with that game, or maybe it was on Xbox. But it was like a party game. Hmm. Yeah. Eh, for whatever. I don't know. But yeah, Mario Party 10. If you like uh, that kind of shit, you know, it definitely didn't. It definitely <laughs> doesn't let you down. If you if you enjoy waggling really really fast. If you like minute long mini games mm. with three other your three of your friends, then yeah. clearly this is one to do. Or if you're like babysitting, bring this over. You're perfect. Yeah, I remember back in the day, Mario Party one used to, uh, or like, or two or three. Uh, it was, it was, you would lose your, if you went in being friends with somebody, you would not be friends by the end and you would burn your thumb off because you'd have to, um, to the analog stick on the N64 controller was such that you'd put your palm on it and like rotate it really, really, really fast in a lot of the games. And so of course you're just like burning a hole through your palm with that plastic. Yeah. And then there's, there's a part, parts of Mario party, the old version where you could steal a star from somebody. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like, you know, if you steal a star from your friend, they're no longer your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, it time? It's Is almost it time, time to get Fast and Furious. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's see. Wait, wait, would you like the... Um, I, I, I got two more things. I got a, okay. TV, I get a TV show and a comic really quickly. Okay. So I just read what would po- possibly the saddest comic series that I've ever read in my entire life. 
Oh, why bother then? No, well, no, it was really well written. But and and but it was like you could tell from right off the bat you're like, "Oh, this isn't going to end well." It was interesting. Uh, it's it's called a Beast of Burden. It's by Evan Dorkin, creator of Milk and Cheese. Hilarious, by the way. Uh, Beast of Burden is about it's like um imagine like like a neighborhood um uh, like a collection of dogs from your neighborhood, they all get together and they solve mysteries and hump and, each other. Oh, and it, and it, and it's like hilarious. They you know, like little dog things, you know. But there's like the haunted dog house and uh, and other things that you know, like l- that you would think of for like you know a, a dog mystery club. But Beasts of Burden, um, number one through number four is what I'm talking about. The first issue, the let's say the fourth issue, but the first issue in the series, uh, The Gathering Storm, they're all just hanging out, cracking wise, talking about sniffing butts and microchips and stuff that dogs do. And somebody comes in, and uh, and there's a lot of supernatural stuff in this series. But this dog comes in, and she's like, hey, guys, I need you to help me find my puppies. Um, I went out with my owners for a couple minutes, and when I came back in, my puppies were gone. Uh, and uh, let's just say they find him, and there's a lot of... Um, like, like you can tell from right off the bat, it's not going to end well for anyone. But there's a lot of really awesome supernatural stuff that involves um, animals, cats, dogs, etc. But the idea that this is like a supernatural dog detective agency uh, stays throughout, and I love that. But, on Twitch, on Twitch, you're saying like Scooby Doo? Um, no, well it. Yes, if there were no humans, if it was just Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo and the other Doos, um, and some of them were smart and some of them were really stupid, yes. Mm. Yes. But um, I would definitely recommend it. I'm going to send this comic to you, Eric, so you can, I don't know, shed a tear or something. No, I don't want it if it's sad. (laughs) It's sad, but it's also, you know, it's like, it's sad, it's funny, there's drama, but it's really Mm. well written. But, you know, you can can turn it on. No, thank you. Sad, not not my thing. That's yeah. not what I read for. It's, I read for escapism. It's not. It's not a dancer in the dark. I'm just gonna say that. Well, still. Yeah. If so, you like it because it's sad, uh, yeah. No, thank you. Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, wow, it's gonna haunt me for a while. So I don't like, read for a good cry, Chad. Aw. <laughs> I'm not a girl. Um. The the next thing I want to talk to you about before your massive Final Fantasy VII review. It's Fast and Furious Seven. I just like saying that. Stop saying it. It's comforting to me. No, I fucking need to bust on this now. (laughs) First thing, I'm going to take a shit on Powers. So, my my mistake, I read Powers, the comic, the graphic novel series, well before I watched the TV show, which just came out on the PlayStation Network. And you can watch the first episode, at least the first episode, on YouTube right now. Uh, That was my mistake. And PlayStation Network. Yes. Yeah, so it's on PlayStation Network right now. You can at least watch the first episode on YouTube. I would recommend watching it. I would not recommend uh, reading the graphic novel series first. That's in all things because um, because what we're treated to in the first episode. I stopped watching about twenty three minutes in. I couldn't take any more. Was is in my opinion like a watered down version, like a made for TV version of something that worked really really well in graphic novel form. But when you, like, water it down into, like, you know, this makes sense as a TV show, um, and it's definitely, like, a lower-budget uh, TV show, even though it might have a budget of millions, uh, you lose everything that was interesting about the comics. 
And wow. Thank God Fast and Furious wasn't based on a book. I know, right? Or you'd be like, oh, the book was better. <laughs> Can we just go on a limb and say that you will always like the book better? I'm trying to think of an example where I like the movie better. Oh, Sensing wind, a theme here. Wind in the Willows. That doesn't fucking count. Yeah, it does. We're talking about I, something cool, Chad. I was trying to read my son The Wind in the Willows the other day, and I was like, this is boring me. He doesn't care. I don't care. God. I never thought I would like the comic, the cartoon more because I didn't like the cartoon, but it's way better. Wow. Uh, Twitch TV says Powers is Watchmen meets sixties Batman. Yeah, but it's not funny, and or sexy like sixties Batman. Sadly, no. And one of the best two two of the best parts about um, Powers the the graphic novel is they really build up um, the characters that are going to be murdered before they get murdered. So you give a give a crap about who's being murdered. Instead, all the mystery is gone. The whole mystery of who the main character used to be. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, the the main character of the TV show. Uh, it's revealed a little bit through the graphic novel that he actually used to be a superhero, lost his powers. Uh, they give that shit away for free in the first minute. Yeah, even I knew that. I thought that was the whole spiel of it. No, that was that, that was like it was kind of like a mystery. You know, it's like it's really awesome when his new partner Dina Pilgrim figures that out, and she's like one of the only ones to figure it out and like call him on it. Um, it's just super lame to watch him just be like mis- like just super depressed man uh, for the first twenty three minutes that I that I saw, and I was just like, that was such a good mystery. TV shows could work great with mysteries look at the flash man you could just milk something for forever um the flash doesn't milk anything for very long well they they milked who was the reverse flash for a long time a lot of red herrings dude it's like not even through the first season they've already revealed it right other shows would make you go like two seasons this was this was out even before the first minute they were mentioning it in the trailers and anyway that was just like one of the things where it's like oh that could have been a lot better uh, uh, Dina Pilgrim, my favorite character from the comics, doesn't have fuck all to do in mm. the show. Zero to do. She's just there for the ride. Maybe that'll change. That might change. But what I saw was just like, God, you know. Just <laughs> okay. not my thing. So if you just get onto our podcast to recap, uh, Chad did not like the Batman movie as much as the comic. Chad did not like the Powers <laughs> TV show as much as the comic. But he really liked the fucking sad comic. Yeah! Now it's fucking done with the downer section. It's time for Fast and Furious, baby! Alright, let's hear it. Uh, I'm gonna drive through your sadness wall. <laughs> I bet I bet this is a novelization of the Fast and the Furious comic. I, or, I'm gonna find uh, that right now. Oh my god, Fast and Furious 7, dudes. Now, I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I started hating this uh, franchise when it first came out. I just thought it was stupid. Mm. You know, it just wasn't that good. But then it just fucking turned and it embraced the stupidness. Yes. It just said, you know what? We're just going to get more and more ridiculous because it's awesome. And we're going to do shitty action and crash cars and stuff and say really bad one-liners because who the fuck cares? <laughs> and that's how we roll. And the bigger they got and the more people they added, the better it got. Until now, this is just fucking must-see movie, dude. I went from renting these movies to right there first weekend. Wow. So, uh, without giving the whole plot away, but this is going to be spoilerific. Wait, wait, wait. Do they drive fast to solve their problems? 
this is oh dude i mean cars <laughs> solve everything this so i'm not gonna just i'm not gonna break down the whole movie but what i'm gonna do i started i wrote my top 10 most unbelievable fucking stupid awesome things from fast and furious 7 yeah but when i was done i i got to 17 <laughs> so i'm gonna give you my top 17 most unbelievably fucking shitty awesome things from Furious 7 because awesome. that's what this movie is this movie it shouldn't work it's fucking stupid, but it's so perfect. Like they've just hit this fucking wave, mm. and everyone it would drowns all the other people to try and make shitty ac- action awesome movies. And for some reason, this one fucking works, and it'll never be duplicated. And it just, it, I mean, it's so fucking crazy. Like, it, there, there's scenes in this movie that you were like, oh my god, this is like those two terrible Charlie's Angels movies that everyone thinks are the worst on the planet. But Fast and Furious, baby, it makes it work. Mm. So, here we go. Top 17 most unbelievable fucking shitty and awesome things from Fury 7. By the way, I laughed the entire movie. I don't know if you're supposed to laugh the entire movie, but I did. And I, I was like, thank you, sir. And I wasn't laughing at, like, you know, like, Taken 3 was just kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, I was, I was loving this. Like, everything was fucking dialed up, baby. So, you were, you were entertained. I was so entertained. Awesome. All right, so here we go. Um... The, the number one, uh, the first, we'll count it down. Um, the first most unbelievable uh, and awesome thing from Fast and Furious 7, it just made $143 million in the U.S. this weekend. I saw that. Well, it's, it's a franchise, man. They're going to make a next one. Sure. 380 worldwide. $380 million. It's the fourth highest debut weekend ever after two Harry Potters and one Avengers. <laughs> Fucking number four ever. And I'm sure a lot of people, it's because Paul Walker died and stuff, they want to see it. But I mean, like, that's where Fast and Furious is number. The fourth best opening weekend of all time. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. So this is the seventh movie in the franchise. Uh, how does it stack up against other seventh movies, I wonder? Oh, no, every one is better than the last one. Mm. One was good. Well, no, no, sorry. One was good. Two was not as good. Three was definitely not as good. Then four was the best. Five was the best. Six was the best. And now seventh is the best. Wow. All right, so the next one, uh, another unbelievable fucking shitty and awesome thing. Right off the start of the movie, Jason Statham murders an entire hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham establishes that the bad guy in Six was his, uh, his younger brother. Ah. And they show him talking to his comatose brother, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll fucking get them for you, brother. And then it fucking pulls out. And you see a couple whimpering hospital nurses, and he's like, you better take care of them. If you don't, I'll kill you. And then in one long, continuous take, it zooms out, and he's walking to the hospital, and everyone is fucking dead on the ground, <laughs> like fucking destroyed. Every holes in the wall, like countertops demolished, and he's just walking nonchalantly through all these dead bodies, opens the elevator, dead body in there, Jeez. comes out through. There's like one cop that's still alive. He he hands him a grenade and karate kicks him. <laughs> and then as he walks out of the fucking hospital, like the front of the of the hospital just fucking collapses. There's dead bodies strewn all over the front lobby, bullet holes on the outside of the building, and he gets in his car and just fucking drives away. And you're like, yeah! <laughs> like, it should not work. What he just did should not work. It was so stupid, but you're like, yes, I love you. <laughs> yes, baby, the fucking transporter. That's awesome. So so he killed every single person except for the two random nurses that were closest maybe to there. Not a doctor, right? Not well, an I mean, anesthesiologist, two nurses. I, th- I think it was a doctor and a nurse. Okay. And I think there was one receptionist that was alive. But I mean, there was a ton of cops because uh, his brother, who was in the hospital, was definitely under lock and key because mm-hmm. he was like an ultra terrorist in right. Fast Six. 
But then, but I mean, so, but they they killed him off in the last movie, but they brought him back as comatose in this one. Yeah. Right. But I, that well, means I he's thought still, he died. That means he's time, still but... alive for Fast yeah. and Furious Eight. You better believe it, bitch. <laughs> so, um, all right. So next one, my my third uh, unbelievable fucking shitty to awesome thing. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, Paul Walker's wife. Uh, it's just the actress Jordana Brewster mm-hmm. who has less and less to do in every movie because she's just a fucking one note yeah. she reveals not to Paul Walker but to Vin Diesel that she is yet again pregnant dun, dun, dun. and as she goes she goes I'm pregnant and I go in the movie that I go that's the only good thing that's the only thing you're fucking good for <laughs> damn because she doesn't do shit in these movies she mm-hmm. can't drive really no. so I was like that's all you're good for in these baby movies. chamber so, but she had, but, and during the movie, she, she says, she says, the baby's going to be here in nine months. She's like, I have nine months to uh, convince Paul Walker this is a good thing. So clearly she's just learned that she's pregnant, but she admits to Paul Walker that she already knows it's a girl. <laughs> and if anyone knows anything about babies, you do not know that it's a girl when you have nine months to go. No, no. 20 weeks, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you got to be... If there's a penis, then they know a little sooner because it's poking out, but that's it. Yeah, you got to be like four months in and you got to be fat already. Mm-hmm. This chick is like 80 pounds and she's like, ah, I just put out a pregnant. It's a girl. Stupid. So maybe she just maybe she just knew. Well, I mean, anyway, so... Or she's I, said, I had to throw that in there. Unbelievable. So here's okay. the next one. Somehow... The military needs the Fast and Furious guys' expertise to <laughs> yes. take out terrorists. Yes. Because they're like, we got to fucking take out Jason Statham. Then the fucking, like, the ultra-secret military, led by Kurt Russell. Yes. Shows up, and he was like, all right, we need to check this out. All right, all right. Stay with me, Vin Diesel. All right, I know you want Jason Statham. But, and here's what you got to do for us. If you go find this secret thing called the God's Eye that can do facial recognition in five minutes anywhere in the world. Would have found Osama Bin Laden in two seconds. If you can go rescue the hacker that invented that from terrorists, we will then let you use it to find Jason Statham. Hmm. We need your driving expertise. And Vin Diesel's like, oh, why don't I just let Jason Statham come to me? And they're like, no, no, trust us, dude. This is so convoluted. <laughs> You're going to want to do this instead. Okay? Yeah. Clear, so, yeah. Clear, clear, even just you describing to me, I'm like, all right, clearly Kurt Russell is the villain, and he's just using them to get this thing. Kurt, Kurt Russell's so Done. funny because he was like, he's like, we need your expertise, like you and your fucking drivers. Because somehow <laughs> along these movies, they suddenly became the best drivers in the whole universe. Yes. He's like, we need you guys. I mean, we've got all these anti-terrorist teams, but no, we need some fucking street racers. And, he, and, and Kurt Russell's like, all right, what would you guys do? In this, because like this compound's guarded, the roads are all blocked off. But how could you get your cars onto this road? And of course, just like we saw in the in the trailer, and here comes my next most unbelievable, fucking shitty, and awesome thing. They drove their cars out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, as you know, like I can't do the math, but if you fall out of an airplane, which is moving very fast, and the next person falls out of an airplane twenty seconds later, you are nowhere in the area. Yes. But somehow these cars all go out of the airplane with 30 seconds in between them. But somehow all are right next to each other. Right next to each other. I mean, watching them, they're all like, ah, going down in their cars in the middle of the air. I was just oh, dying. Man. And then they pull all these parachutes and they all perfectly land in sync on the road, like 20 feet behind each of them. Love it. I was like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Fast and Furious. This is so good. Um. The next uh, unbelievable, crazy, shitty, and awesome thing is Paul Walker fights Tony Jaa. 
Whoa, okay. And mm. doesn't immediately die. Hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Paul Walker jumps onto this like mobile command semi-truck mm -hmm. to try and rescue the hacker abductee. And fucking Tony Jaws are like, oh shit, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead, Paul Walker. He's going to give you one knee somewhere on your yeah. body and you're dead. You are not in a car, Paul Walker. <laughs> you're fucking dead. And all of a sudden he's like, ha, da, 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 da. And it's basically like, it, like Paul Walker becomes Damian Wayne and oh, Tony Jaw is Batman. See, I can see that. It would just, it's totally unbelievable. It's Tony Jaw. Yeah. So, he I mean, did. he gets in a lot of kicks. But, and, and at the end, he does technically win the fight against Paul Walker, but Paul Walker is not dead. So, again, <laughs> another un unbelievable but still awesome thing because I was like, fucking yeah. Um, Wow, the next I know thing, he's in the movie. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They got some good guest stars for this one. The next one, I saw this in the trailer too. Said mobile command center, the driver's been shot and he's died. He's dead, right. and it's about to plunge over a cliff. <laughs> so now Paul Walker climbs onto the top of it, and as it's falling off the cliff, he's running up the front of it. Not as cheesy as Legolas in The Hobbit Three. Yes, but he's uh, running up as it's falling down, and at the very end, he needs to jump. And of course, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, goes 80 miles per hour in her car towards the edge of the cliff, then fucking turns it into a huge spin. Yes. And as she's spinning, he jumps and somehow catches the spoiler and hangs on, and she pulls him away from the cliff. <laughs> Love that. Gotta go fast. And it doesn't rip his arms off. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I love this movie. You see, that is why every car needs a spoiler, no matter mm. how shitty it looks, because you might need to save your friend from the cliff. See, I, I feel like when Kurt Russell was, like, scouting out the Fast and the Furious, he's like, okay, okay. Do they have slow motion and uh, major character insurance? Yes? All right. Oh. Meanwhile, Kurt Russell's watching this in some booth somewhere, and he's like, yeah, I love this. <laughs> I knew these guys would have good plans. I'm so glad we're fighting terrorists with the street racers. Yes. Uh, my next most unbelievable fucking shitty and awesome thing, Vin Diesel now has the hacker. Because Paul Walker threw the lady, she's a lady, mm -hmm. onto it, the hood of his car. And even though she's a random person going 80 miles per hour on the hood of a car being oh jason statham showed up again holy shit he tracked him down just like vin diesel said he would but no he's got to go help the military to find jason statham who has now found them i think they're in fucking south america sure so and this this woman is hanging onto the hood of the car while they're going and jason statham is plowing into the side of the car and she's holding on with her fingernails at all times so, i mean that's unbelievable but and, and finally she gets in the car and Vin Diesel fucking stops at the edge of a cliff. I might have been the same cliff that Paul Walker just escaped from. <laughs> and all the bad guy cars surround him in a semicircle. Mm -hmm. Vin Diesel's got nowhere to go. And he's like, uh, I can, I got this. And just drives off a cliff. <laughs> yes. Not in an elegant way. We're talking smash, 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 barrel roll, barrel roll, smash, smash, oh and over and smash, smash, smash. Like you see him smash and, and roll a dozen times down a mountain. He doesn't drive down the mountain. He, well, he did earlier. <laughs> but he smashed <laughs> down this mountain. And they get to the very bottom. The car is upside down. And he just fucking walks off, walks out of the car, just d <laughs> dusts himself off. And he's like, hey, Ludacris, yo. Thanks for putting a fucking roll cage in the car, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> Appreciate it, homie. And the chick, <laughs> the chick, she's mostly fine. But Vin Diesel just fucking <laughs> walks away from the greatest car crash in the history of man. Just walks out, gets up. Ah, that's like that's like that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like uh, in, in what was in um, the the red shirt movie with the brown jacket and the blue pants. What was his um, last action hero? Last action hero. 
getting in a car crash in real life and being like, check it out, I had airbags. Oh. They didn't, it, they did. It was so good. I mean, his nasal just instantly gets out of the car. Oh, went down the side of the mountain. Not oh, a problem. Main character insurance, he's got it. Oh, my God. The next awesome thing is, uh, and of course, now that they've been in like South America, whatever the fuck, they're like, dude, now we got to go to fucking Abu Dhabi. Yep. Well, let's go. Hopefully, Jason Statham <laughs> can't find us because, I mean, <laughs> that guy, well, I'll get to him later. Yeah. So they go to Abu Dhabi, right? So now the next most unbelievable and fucking shitty and awesome thing is uh, Ronda Rousey is now a bodyguard. Ronda Rousey, MMA champion. Awesome. She's yeah. in it. She's right. in it. I was like, yes, yes. She's a bodyguard for this uh, this prince in Abu Dhabi who has what they need. And it's hidden. The thing that they need is hidden inside an awesome car, of course. Of course. But Michelle Rodriguez has got to fight Ronda Rousey. And Dude, it's so awesome. She's got a good track record. She uh, she was housing with the uh, with the last MMA champ in the last yeah. movie. Gina Carano, yep. Mm-hmm. So the next unbelievable fact is Michelle Rodriguez fights Ronda Rousey and doesn't immediately die. <laughs> doesn't die. Does not immediately get her arm broken. It's so funny because she runs into Ronda Rousey and she's already knocked out a dude. Mm-hmm. And Ronda sees it. And Michelle Rodriguez is like, uh, would you believe uh, I charmed him into unconsciousness or something? Mm-hmm. And Ronda Rousey's like, you're not that fucking charming, bitch. <laughs> and just starts wailing <laughs> on her. And she's like, I'm so glad you showed up. This party was boring. <laughs> It just fucking just, fu- oh Dubai is Abu Dhabi. Oh, did I say Abu Dhabi? I don't know. You did. You like Twitch like, TV cl- is saying Dubai. Class- Sorry. Classic Garfield sends you to Abu ah, Dhabi. Yeah, you're right. It, they were in the Arab Emirates. Ah, Sorry. There you go. It's Sorry. Dubai. Getting too excited. Yeah. Dubai, Abu Dhabi. You know. I think. So, oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. To, to be fair, Abu Dhabi, I think, is in one of the provinces in the Arab Emirates. Oh uh, fuck yeah, we're both so right. There you go. There you go. Because mm. I swear she said that. Anyways, so. Yeah, Ronda Rousey, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Michelle Rodriguez somehow doesn't die. It's a tie because they fall off a balcony and both land onto a uh, piano. Okay. So, but that was awesome. Um, the next most, uh, I lost track of where we are, but most unbelievable fucking shitty and awesome things is that Paul Walker needs to look under a car that the prince has to get this piece of equipment that they need. And fucking Vin Wait. Diesel just picks up the car. <laughs> he just picks it up. He grabs the front end and goes, Ugh! And lifts it waist high and then has a conversation while holding said car up in the air. Like, Paul Walker's underneath it and Vinny's like, oh, hurry up. And then he's like on fucking Bluetooth and he's like, uh, ludicrous. Uh, you better do uh, something else. I'm just holding a car in the air. <laughs> how, did he, how did he call him? But did he like like loosen up with one of the uh, one of the uh, arms and just take his finger up to the Bluetooth and go boop and then, oh, I'm still holding it. Chad, it's Fast and Furious. You have to suspend your disbelief, okay? <laughs> He's just holding a car. Of course he can make a phone call at the same time. Oh, man. It's just what happens. He fucking holds this car forever. Until awesome. finally, like, Paul Walker is like, oh, I can't get it. We're just going to have to steal the car. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so, then drive past. Now, unfortunately, this car is on the 57th oh, floor mm-hmm. in one of those skyscrapers that uh, the Arab Emirates is, is famous for. Sure. So this is where they're fucking driving, and they fucking smash out the skyscraper, and smash into another skyscraper. Awesome. Boom. Perfectly. And then they're in that skyscraper, and we're all just dying, and we're, Jared's dying. We're just laughing our ass off. And they're like, oh, shit. We, we lost the brakes. Finally, something actually bad happens to a car. Hmm. So they smash out the end of the skyscraper, and smash into another skyscraper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes! 
Gotta go. Yes. Wait, the brakes are gone. We were using those anyway. Drive faster. Oh, oh my god, it was so good. Fucking out a skyscraper in the car into another skyscraper, out that one, and into another one. I hope they're, like, going down, like, a floor a couple times. Yeah, just a couple. But, yeah, they somehow just managed to... Yeah, I mean, thank God for Windows. <laughs> um, God, I didn't even tell you about Jason Statham and the fucking rock fighting early, man. Really? And I didn't even... Oh, my God, they fucking fight, and it's so good because... Uh, Jason Statham is like going through the Rock's computer to get all the Fast and Furious guys like home addresses and MySpace accounts, <laughs> and then and and uh, the Rock's like you better be the fucking IT guy or something like that. And they just they're in this huge glass office and they throw each other through every single glass wall <laughs> and glass desk and awesome. glass glass and snow globe. <laughs> um, so all right, so then, uh, oh yeah, we're back to the Rock. Yes. So you saw the one scene where, like, the Rock actually beats Jason Statham in the beginning, but then Jason Statham throws a grenade, and the Rock has to protect the girl from Fast and Furious 5 and 6, and so he, like, breaks his collarbone and fractures his leg. But this is the part where he's in the, now now they're going back to L.A., and then the Rock realizes that the fucking bad guys got, like, a Black Hawk helicopter and a military drone, and now they've got the God's Eye, so they can just find you and fire missiles at you. Mm. And so the And so the Rock... Gets out of the, gets out of this fucking bed and he goes, Papa's got to go to work. It just flexes his way out of the full arm cast. <laughs> fucking love it. Awesome. And then, and then he fucking, there's a military drone shooting missiles. This is another unbelievable shitty yet awesome thing. The Rock fucking launches an ambulance in the air and smashes the military drone out of the air. With an ambulance. With an ambulance that he stole from the hospital. And then he fucking double taps the drone and takes the giant heavy duty machine gun rips it off the drone and says woman i am the calvary it's like and just machine guns everybody that's great oh my god so then oh here we go and then did that make your list or no yeah this is all on the list sorry good wait what number are we on right now we're on like i'm about to do 14 okay okay all right, sorry. So, so number fourteen out of seventeen things the most unbelievable, fucking shitty, and awesome things for Fast and Seven. Finally, The Rock, Jason Statham, they fucking meet. They rev their cars. They get out of their cars. Ah, it's time to fucking fight. And Jason Statham pulls out like this huge ass like wrench. Hmm. And then fucking Vin Diesel pulls out a shotgun. Oh damn. Vin Diesel's like, and this goes back. This is a throwback to the first part of the movie, but Vin Diesel's like. You fucking thought this was going to be a street fight? Then he puts down the shotgun and picks up a wrench. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> nice. You're goddamn right it's a street fight, baby. <laughs> oh, they fucking wrench fight like it's like fucking ghetto lightsabers. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Oh, clang, clang, clang. <laughs> fucking giant wrenches. I swear to God, no wrench has ever been invented that is this fucking big. These are like four foot long wrenches. Oh clang, clang. Ghetto Star Wars. Oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Now, and the thing is, with the fucking wrench fight, one shot, it's over. Sure, sure. You get, you get hit in the face with one, with one four foot long wrench. Game over, dude. Yeah. They're, they're fucking wrenching back and forth. Bam, bam. Uh, uh, uh. Like, oh, dude. I was laughing so hard in the theater. Like, fucking wrench fight. Clear out. Everyone back up, baby. This is like the modern day West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Wrench uh. fight. Oh, it's so good. Like, I'm sure someone's going to put this on YouTube, and they're going to superimpose lightsabers over the wrenches. You don't need to. No, 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 no. We need to superimpose wrenches over every lightsaber that's ever <laughs> happened. Oh, my God. It's so good. And they, they both actually start out with the wrench and, like, just some other jagged piece of metal. Mm. So they're both going two blades in the Ooh. beginning. <laughs> but, you know, then you got to get fucking your hand slapped. Ah! And then you got, you're down to one wrench. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The wrench... The wrench from Fast and Furious needs to be an unlockable weapon in every oh. video game. And at this point, it's like a George oh. Lucas prequel because it's, it's triple fights. Mm. So they keep cutting back to the rock with an ambulance in the air. And then fucking <laughs> the other Fast and Furious guys driving fast. Mm -hmm. And the helicopter chasing them. And then wrench, wrench fight ghetto Star Wars. Wow. Beep, beep. So, <laughs> so at oh, some man. point fucking like the, <laughs> the street cracks underneath them because of like a missile or some shit and vin diesel says like the shittiest thing about a street that's the fucking thing about streets like they always win or something what? and he just fucking brings his foot down as hard as he can on the street ah and it opens it up and swallows jason state oh my god like he's the thing or something yeah oh my god so then but of course, that, then Vin Diesel, he's like, well, the, ho the, the Rock fucking launched an ambulance at the drone. Now I will launch my car at the helicopter. Yes. But he fucking missed, kind oh. of. He left a bag of grenades on the end of the helicopter, mm -hmm. and the fucking Rock just took a gun and fucking shot the, the grenades and blew up the helicopter. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. But uh, so Vin Diesel missed with the, with the car, and he crashes down to Earth. And so this time, they pull him out of the car, and he doesn't just dust himself off. He's unresponsive. Uh-oh. So here, here's the number 15 moment of fucking unbelievable, shitty, and awesome things. Uh, they're like, Paul Walker's like, oh, my God. All right, CPR time. We got to resuscitate him. And he's doing chest compressions. And then they're like, no. Michelle Rodriguez says, no, your CPR won't work. I will fucking talk to him about a memory so we can do a memory montage. That's way better than CPR. Oh, man. You leave him alone. You let me talk to him about, hey, baby, remember when we got married? And they fucking do a flashback. This is like part two of this unbelievable thing. They fucking got married, and he was wearing a white tank top in the church. Vin Diesel got married in a tank top with white pants. With white fucking pants. It was like a Backstreet Boys video. The Backstreet Boys video where they fucking wear tank tops and white pants. Except he got married in it. He got married in a tank top. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she's holding, she's cradling him. She has pushed the CPR away. <laughs> Let me just talk about the time you got married to me in a tank top. And it works. Oh, my he God. Comes back from the dead. He's like, ah, I fucking knew it. So just remember that. If you ever need to save someone's life, just like, no, don't give them the Heimlich or CPR. Let's just fucking talk about their happy place. <laughs> Oh, my God, it worked. They're just all standing around like she's probably killing him. Oh, man. Like not resuscitating him. But it totally works, man. Wow. Saves his life. Uh, so I got to come down a little bit. That was the highlight. That the was last a, two. That, that's the highlight of my day right here, listening to you. <laughs> no, number 16 of the <sighs> most unbelievable thing. After all this car crashes and stuff, no one is, a, no one is wearing a neck brace. Okay. Like, I get you all wearing seatbelts. And crash stuff. You should all be in neck braces. <laughs> you guys should have so much whiplash, your fucking heads turn around backwards. Mm. None of them are in neck braces, which is hysterical. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I guess at this point, Tony Jaa and uh, Ronda Rousey are not coming back for round two. 
No, oh, Tony Jaw came back for round two. Sorry. Okay. Paul Walker fought him and just unbelievably somehow didn't die again. Okay. But, I mean, he was getting his ass whooped, but, you know, he managed to win. But, and, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was, it, that was during wrench fight. So I was oh, just like, cares? get back to the wrenches. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no one's, no, even, even Vin Diesel, who just tried to hit his helicopter with his car and crashed through tons of highway and had to be resuscitated by a wedding memory, still did not need a neck brace. Afterwards, he's good. He, I mean, he took a mountain. He could take a car crash. I fucking know, right? These, oh my god, <laughs> this should be in so much traction. I love it though. I fucking love it. And the last thing, the the most unbelievable fucking shitty and awesome thing from Fast and Furious Seven is Vin Diesel only said the word family like twenty two times. Oh my god. Like, everyone started saying family. Fucking Kurt Russell saying family. Everyone saying family. Like, at one point, I swear, it became like the Smurf word. They're like, family off, mother family. Family you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a family like that. I'm, but I swear to God, Vin Diesel only said family like 22 times. Wow. Well, they must have been listening to our last uh, podcast. I just feel like number eight is going to be like family in the Furious or something. <laughs> like, the it was Furious family. Oh, my God. So... It ended wow. with a with a nice montage for Paul Walker, um, but they didn't kill off his character in the movie. No, no, they couldn't. In the end, because remember he's got a kid and he already knows he's gonna have a girl in nine months. <laughs> so uh, at the end, like they, he's just playing with his kids in the beach, and all the other guys are like, "Dude, that's where it's at, right there. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome." And Vin Diesel drives off. Yeah. And says some nice things about Paul Walker, but that's nice. Uh, I mean, dude, the only thing is like. I mean, obviously, it just made it's the fourth highest opening weekend of all time. Yeah. So obviously, they're going to make more. But you really, you cannot make a better movie, Fast and Furious movie, than this one. Wow. Like, they fucking went to, like, South America, United Arab Emirates, back to L.A., the fucking military, cars flying out of airplanes, Jason Statham transporting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just nothing you could do like it, there's you can't go you can't do any better than this like this was the worst unintentionally cheesy best fucking most awesome action car movie of all time they can't do better than this obviously they're going to try yeah. but at this at this point I, I i'm not gonna i think i'm not gonna see them in the movie theater again because mm-hmm. it just can't it can't get better that's like the best comedy i've seen in like years oh wow. so good wow it was wow. so good. It's so fucking bad. I mean, and I didn't even tell you, I could do another top 17 of the shit that came out of their mouth. Because <laughs> everything they say is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And perfect. It's, oh. Uh, well, so who, who wrote this movie? And, and I mean, they, they must have known that it's a comedy. You know what I mean? mean? I don't, I mean, like, they, they're clearly embracing the ridiculousness now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they laugh as much as I laugh. <laughs> but holy shit, dude! Well, something, oh, some, God. some, some tells me based based on what you just went through, they're going to be introducing some new Fast and the Furious people in the next one. You know, it sounds like all these storylines are coming to a head. Where they're going to keep going. So <clears throat> I'm calling it right now. It's not going to be called Fast and Furious Eights. They're they're going to pull like a Rocky and or Rambo and just be like. The Fast and the Furious, and there's going to be all new characters next next movie. That's my prediction. Well, they've already they've already did that. Like the first movie was the Fast and the Furious, and the fourth movie was just called Fast and Furious. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it can happen again. Uh, I mean, like I said, they got nowhere to go but down now. But yeah. yeah, but you're right. Like our brother even said, he's like, this is the racing version of the Expendables. Yes. They're just bringing more and more action people into it, and it's mm-hmm. helping. 
You know, fucking Statham, Ronda Rousey. I mean, The Rock has just made it so much better. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, it was... Uh, I needed that. I really did. <laughs> awesome. It was, it was so good. So bad. But it's just... It, like I said, it, it found that perfect wave where it just rode its shitty awesomeness <laughs> all the way to shore, baby. <laughs> and I love it for it. Wow. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride that shitty awesomeness straight into Sleep Town. <laughs> uh, that is in uh, i'm gonna pass out because it's nine o'clock on a sunday uh so everybody thank you so much for listening we are the jumpman podcast you can check us out every single week we record live on twitch.tv slash jump mania uh give us a shout out on facebook i'm sorry very much to our our, our, our facebook maniac uh, i could not find a giant fat ass american reese's uh chocolate egg uh, i looked sorry Mm. Uh, but we had we had two uh, competing CVSs you, from like uh, like on kitty corners uh, from each other. One of them closed down, and that was the one that I was like, oh, they have to have one there. But it can closed. I? Let me give you a thirty second Easter story because t- we're we're taping this on Easter. Yes. So the parents sent me a giant chocolate Easter bunny. Yes. And uh, I was trying to gnaw through it, like through its face, mm-hmm. and I just was uh, I just wasn't able to do it, and I didn't want to break my teeth on it. Yes. So I just fucking Steven Seagal and broke its neck. You too. I, I put the bunny between my legs. I just went. <laughs> it just fucking cra- it just snapped its neck like Steven Seagal under siege style, and then and just ate it afterwards. That's exactly what I did. Minus the putting it between my legs. Yeah. I uh I just I, w- I was like oh I wonder if it's hollow. Well let's find out. And you know it was kind of weird eating like a chocolate version of an animal. You know being an animal person. So I'm like well. You know, got to put it out of its misery. So I just took it, put it up against like a, like uh, our giant cutting board, and just went like smash and uh, nice. yeah, broke its head clean off. Nice. I think they're designed that way. You know, like the neck is kind of like uh, you know the base is always like an inch of chocolate, mm. you know, down by the feet, but like the neck is like pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh man. Anyway, um, you, uh, we can check us out every week on, let's see, we're on Facebook. Please friend us. We're on there every single day, pounding out, like, tons of links that we think are hilarious that we don't even talk about on the podcast. Um, you can check us out on RetroWareTV.com, on Elder-Geek.com. We're on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher got bought by something that doesn't sound as cool as Stitcher. I think it's, like, I'll find out in a second. Um, so... I don't know if they're if it oh Deezer, D E E Z E R, got mm. bought out. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if they're still if Stitcher's still going as that or if they're just Deezer now, uh, but we're there. And you can also subscribe subscribe to us on iTunes. Mm. Yeah. All right, Eric. Everybody on Twitch. We'll see you next week. Vroom vroom, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gotta go fast. <laughs> yeah. Jump now. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.